you know, I can see you when you when you smile at me all creepily. It, it really throws off my ability to host a podcast. What, you don't smile with both rows of teeth showing? No. Oh, Tom, now you too. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think we have another, a cold open now. I think, yeah, this is another failed <laughs> yeah. cold open, and I don't like it. Oops, how cold opens. <laughs> all right, fine, we'll get into the show. Welcome to episode three of Mobile Suit Fundum. I am your host, Aaron. With me, as always, is the king of all Australia, Michael. Hello, I don't have my mouth full of Jaffa cakes. Always on brand, Michael. Always on brand. Love it. Straight up from the best coast, west coast, we've got Mr. Tom. Hi, I am also here. I'm trying to think of something witty to, witty to say, and nothing is coming to mind. I picked the best people to host this podcast with. <laughs> always witty, always funny, snappy, very peppy, professional, super professional. consummate professionals. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's what the people want. Yeah, just professional podcastists. I think we can call ourselves professional podcastists now, guys. Mm-hmm. We, we, yeah, we have supporters. With we have, we do. We have two people. Yeah. I was going to say dumb enough to support us, but that's disrespectful. Smart enough to support us. Smart, Smart enough? enough to know real good content. Or maybe we just really good at lying and they haven't caught on. That's like all of life, though. Like, just like hoping no one notices. <laughs> just hope nobody fucking winging it. <laughs> I hope no one you know listens to this, Tom. They're all just going to be like, I knew it. That's just my life. I'm open about it. <laughs> That's their problem, because they believe me. How dare they? No. So, yeah, we got two supporters, two of just the nicest people on the planet. Uh, A friend of mine, Stephanie, pledged uh, $5 a month to this little podcast that could about silly little robots and the models they inspired. Thank you, Stephanie. uh, Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephanie. You're the best. You're Uh, our number one. She is our first, our first very special guest. Well, not guest, but uh, very special friend. Yeah. And uh, in my personal life, I call her a robot, so it's only fitting that she would be the one to support <laughs> this this podcast. Uh, and a mutual friend of the three of us, uh, Robert, also pledged $5 a month. So thank you so much, Robert. So supportive. So funny. He is one of the most supportive people I know. Yes. Like, when I'm streaming on Twitch, he's, like, there, usually. Yeah. Just, like, hanging out, being a cool dude. Yeah. I like to call him the comedy sniper. Doesn't talk a lot. But he'll pop in, drop a line on you that's absolutely hilarious, and he's out of there before you even realize it. <laughs> Good guy. Yeah. Mm. So, I, you know, we didn't plug this and we didn't really talk about it, but, I, yeah, I mean, if you also like what we do and think that, you know, you'd like to hear more of it and help us keep this going, not that it needs it, but you can head to uh, mobilesuitfundum.com. That'll land you at our anchor page where you can pledge a dollar, five dollars a month if you'd like. You could do it once and then just turn it off and say, here's a little tip in the tip jar, but uh, certainly not expected, but definitely appreciate it if that's something you want to do. I promise that I won't use any of these funds for anything other than Gundam. Yeah, this is 
100% going back into Gundam. It, the way you said that sounded like you were promising not to spend this money on drugs. <laughs> yes, that was the idea. Yeah, that was, oh, that was yeah. the joke. I'm, I'm glad I could explain your joke and ruin yeah. it for everyone. Yeah. All right. It's all right. Super cool. My jokes aren't very funny, so sometimes they do need to be explained. <laughs> <laughs> I find that people really find that endearing when I just sit down and dissect my joke in front of them. It really just oh, yeah. busts, busts yeah. the gut. Yeah, I do it all the time. That's how you do comedy, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, like <laughs> get it? Because it's the thing. It's <laughs> funny. Are you right? Yeah. <laughs> Laugh. Please. And then the please, sobbing please. starts. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sobbing. That's a terrible segue, but we're going to just go with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael, what have you been building? It's been a little while since we've recorded. We do these episodes bi-weekly. Uh, we took a week off, and then life got in the way a little bit, so it's been, like, what, two weeks since we've recorded a podcast together? Three? Something like that. Two Maybe three? three? Okay. So yeah. I better hear quite a bit from the both of you about what you've been building. But, Michael, we'll start with you. All right. I have been building very little perfect yeah uh of course as we've started podcasting the leaf blower is has started up again outside so hopefully it's not picking up but um right so what have i been building i have been like very busy with end of uni stuff so i haven't had a ton of time but i uh have started my master grade sazabi vercar fella thingy um i have built the head and the torso that was your birthday gift to yourself? Yes. Excellent. It was. Okay. Um, what's this? What's the scale on that one again? Remind me. It is one one hundredth scale. Excellent. But it it's a bigger than normal Gundam. Yeah. So it's like a at by the time it, it in university it's twenty three meters, so in real life it'll be about twenty three centimeters. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. The metric system. Yeah. Like, Right, I forget that you guys don't know what that is. <laughs> that uh, noise you hear isn't a leaf blower. It's my brain trying to convert centimeters into inches. Yeah, it, it's not working on me. Either. All right, um, so... but no, it just it makes so much more sense being able to be like, "This is a hundred one hundredth of this." It's, it's the yeah. better system. It works better. Yeah, what twenty three centimeters is almost ten inches, right? Sure. Because two and a half centimeters is an inch. Yes. Just move that decimal yeah. over one. We'll call it roughly a little under. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. guess that makes sense. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, so um, this is uh, the our newest episode of Converting uh, Units uh, with Michael, Tom, and Aaron. A brand new podcast here on Anchor FM. So if you want to join us in uh, uh, our mental math exercise of converting uh, inches into millimeters, Kelvin into Fahrenheit, uh, joules into moles... Uh, in increasingly and, stressful situations. Yes, there yeah. are knives, uh, body horror. It's it a, just saw murder mysteries. Like, murder mysteries. It's saw, gets... but instead of doing traps or like sawing off your own arm, you have to do math, or your arm gets chopped off. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't that the, the premise of Heavy Rain? I haven't played Heavy Rain in like ten years. Okay, never mind. I can tell you, Jason. Yeah. Jason. Jason. And that's a bit about it. I haven't thought about that game in forever. <laughs> Nor should you. No. No. Just don't think about David Cage. No. Oh no. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. You he solved murder. racism, guys. Never mind. Cut <laughs> that out. It's all, it's all done. Yeah, I'll cut that out. And we'll start again. So, Michael, you mentioned uh, murder mysteries. Uh, guys, hold on. Audience, one second. Guys, meet me under the table real quick. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, hang What's on. Up? Just let me okay. put my table up. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is a visual gag that will not work on an audio <laughs> oh, podcast. You have a standing desk. I do, yes. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> There you go. This is a very funny gag that oh my I'm god. sorry you cannot see. Folks, if you could see this. Oh my god. Just imagine okay. a camera slowly panning up. It's very funny. Okay, okay. The ma- oh, mic- that's too low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I- okay, got it. All right, shh. All right. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. We should. Do you guys want to make a murder mystery podcast? Sure. I'm sure. I mean. That gets that gets the ladies as well as what yeah, I yeah they heard. like that they as like well as money it also gets mystery. the money we got two subscribers yeah. we got the money coming in we got to start thinking about like what these girls like okay <laughs> excellent all right back under the from under the table just serial too <laughs> okay uh yeah so uh sorry about that we just had to take a little uh, quick conference yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. do a little little in in podcast planning excuse us. Uh, so, Michael, you, you were working on your birthday gift, you said. Yes. So, working on the Sazabi, uh, I've built the head in the chest. That's it, because I haven't had time to do anything else. But uh, there was one thing I did to it that was a little bit out of the ordinary. <gasps> Ooh. So, I don't know if any of you guys know this. I imagine Tom does, but maybe Aaron doesn't. But some... Uh, ma- master grades. What is the word I'm looking for? Some Gundam. That's the word. Uh, have you know? This is the thing the podcast is about. Yeah, it's all right. Like we cut the G out of the title, so I don't. I have an yeah. excuse not to remember it. Um, it was our most creative thing we did. Yeah. Uh, right. So some some Gundam have LED units that you can like buy and put in them those led units are expensive here like 15 bucks for one damn wow i mean yeah that's i can get like a strip of 20 leds like i can put around my desk for like 20 dollars same but you know uh a battery snap for a cell battery and an led that's 15 bucks apparently um so what I did was I went to my local uh, electronic electronics part store thing, bought a cu- all the all the parts, and am doing it myself and m- mutilated the inside of my Sazabi's neck. Michael, I really appreciate that you took the time to translate the Australian store in your head to American, because I know you wanted to say the name of the store and we would have had absolutely zero context. Yes, once again, I also did you- I. Also, no free plugs. Yes, you want you want your name on this podcast. You pay for it, like Stephanie yeah. and Robert. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you, Stephanie and Robert. We <laughs> love you. you. You're enabling us. <laughs> oh dear, we sh- you sure are. And on that note, hang on, wait before I pass it over to Tom. I also have one other thing that I wanted to say. Excellent. So, I bought the Sazabi. It's big and giant. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. Well. The thing that Sazabi is from, which I believe is the movie Shah's Counterattack, 
yep. there is also a counterpart to this Gundam. And again, visual gag that you won't understand because it, it's audio, but I'm going to hold it up to the camera. I got this fella here. This is the uh, the Master Grade Mobile Suit 93 New Gundam Verkar. So this is supposedly Japan's favorite Gundam. Ooh. That is what I've heard. Mm. It is Amuro Ray's Ultimate Gundam. That's the one. We'll talk about that in like 2025. Yeah. <laughs> that was the entire reason I wanted to start this podcast so I could watch that movie and I will never get to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Michael, for that update. Sounds pretty, pretty damn thrilling. Uh, one super quick question about that uh, new Amuro Gundam. Uh, is that because, is that thing ultimate because it had some, uh, it, it ate a senzu bean? Or am I getting that's my... That's not what uh, That would just... That's, okay. That would heal him. I would heal him? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're listening to Mobile Suit Fundum, the, the podcast hosted by <laughs> anime expert Aaron and his two friends, Tom and Michael. Uh, yeah. Just willing to put ourselves out on that limb to just ask the questions that you might have and all look silly. It's fine. You don't mm-hmm. need to. It would be him going Super Saiyan. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Is the reference you're looking for. To go even further beyond. We'll, we'll get yes. me educated. This is what... Yeah, we'll get there. Part, Different we'll, podcasts. We'll get there. This is part of what this podcast is about. To One do. of the 20 I have a podcast I can recommend. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Excellent. Then if they want to maybe have a, their name set on this podcast, they could uh, slip a little cash our way, right? Yeah, we just, might have like... Just saying... Upwards of uh, eleven people might hear your name if you slip us a little cash. So exactly, like, uh, <laughs> and then I can buy more Gundam. Excellent. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of more Gundam, Tom, you went on a spree. I yeah, I've been on a spree since because of this podcast. I've been uh, got a little bonus from work, and I have been buying a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. And I've also been making a lot of stuff. So I'll start with, I made a Master Grade EW Heavy Arms. For those who do not know what Heavy Arms is, he is my favorite Gundam. He is from Gundam Wing. He is the Gundam with missiles on his shoulders, missiles on his legs, missiles in his Gundam skirt. And uh, he has. I, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm going to have to stop you for just one second. Um, yeah. Is it too late to change the name of our podcast? Because Gundam Skirt. <laughs> That's actually kind of great. Yeah. That's pretty good. How much does <laughs> but, uh, it? How much does it cost to? to um, <laughs> can, can it was we... twelve dollars to buy that domain. Okay. Oh well, we have to buy that one before this episode goes up. So you've got about <laughs> four days to get on that. But yeah, uh, Gundam skirt is Tom, a great term. Can I yeah. just ask a question? Yeah. What makes his arms heavy? Why isn't he, uh, why isn't he heavy legs or heavy Gundam skirt? Because he has a giant ass Gatling gun as an arm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like the A ten warthog of Gundam. Yeah, but his arm is the fucking nice. Gatling gun. He also has Gatling guns where his pecs would be his things like it opens up to reveal two like four actually four 
like mini guns within his chest. So why is he not called Heavy Tits? I was damn it, <laughs> you beat me to it, Michael. Net, you can never get it past the King of Australia. Oh, apparently no. not. No. Gun nipples. All right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just Austin Powers. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Jubblies? Is that what he called them? So she was actually heavy arms of disguise the entire That's, time. Oh, my. Okay, guys. All right. Cons- hey, this is the uh, uh, Gundam slash Austin Powers conspiracy podcast. Welcome. I'm Aaron uh, here with Michael and Tom. <laughs> uh, guys, can we talk about how uh, those uh, robotic women in Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, had... Uh, uh, gun nipples, and does that qualify them to be Gundam? The, you can't put a tiny man inside them and drive them. Tom, that's what you say. You don't know. What about? <laughs> I mean, men sorry, in black? not Tom. Aaron. Yeah, I'm 25. I've never seen Austin Powers. Oh, Michael, why you got to do this to me? Why you got to make me feel why, the old? Why do we have to watch Austin Powers now? And we do. It's not. <laughs> Yeah. Does it hold up? No. Maybe, probably not. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find Does out. Does Mike Myers back. hold up in general? No. He was okay in Inglorious Bastards. I was about to say that, yeah. yeah. I, I, do, I do like So I Married an Axe Murderer. That's a decent movie. Yeah. Hey, I've never seen that one. If for no other reason than Phil Hartman is fantastic. Oh, enough. Phil Hartman. Yeah. That sucks. Okay. But also, okay, so those Jubilees probably not Gundam, but that just made me think of no. the... The alien from the first Men in Black. Uh, he was piloting a oh, human-looking yeah. robot. That's a Gundam. That's got to be a Gundam, right? Yeah, he could be a Gundam. Yeah, he's got controls inside the head, and the head opens up, yeah. and he's piloting a you know a giant robot body. Yeah, totally. So we're gonna make a Men in Black's cross Gundam movie anime. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, can I buy a human as a model kit? Yeah. I think the rule is. All Gundam are mechs, but not all mechs are Gundam. Uh, oh, right. yeah, do Gundams have to be made out of Gundanium? There's a thing called Gundanium? Uh, yeah. Gundarium, but yes. Gundar. Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, now who looks we, dumb? We, we're talk. not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> the only yeah, reason right? I... I it wasn't I'm guessing on the, the only show, reason. So... Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. the only reason Tom and I both know this is because we watch uh, Mecha Gaikatsu on YouTube, and he he has a Gundarium tier for his uh, ranking system. I think they talk about it in Gundam Wing and two other like spinoff shows. Okay. Uh, so I'm sorry, the folks. You heard a um, a bleep just there, as Michael said, yeah. a mm-hmm. YouTuber's name on our podcast without having them pay <laughs> us. So. Yeah. Sorry. So you no. Know, yeah. That's there's going to be no a, free a advertising. There. Sorry yeah. for that. No free earlier. <laughs> I'm really hate myself because I'm going to have to edit that in now because I can't just not. You do have it. to find that. <laughs> yeah. Gonna it's going to be worth it. Would be funnier if it wasn't in there though. No, because then that just means I'm a lazy asshole, and nobody <laughs> yeah. respects that. So now I really have to do it. <laughs> Dig yeah. in that hole. Just. Yeah. So this Six has been uh, this has been movie cross Gundam conspiracy cop podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, guys. Right. So yeah, Tom, you were talking about uh, building your the heavy arms, the heavy arms, which is basically a gun and missile pod with robot legs. Yes. Okay. He is my favorite Gundam. He and this. So in Gundam Wing, there's the original series, and then there is Endless Waltz, which is the end movie OVA. 
This is sounding like some Evangelion shit. <laughs> it's essentially like a coda for it. Like it's an epilogue. Okay. But they redesigned all the Gundams, all five Gundams, to be like cooler. That's where like you get the Angel Gundam from. Mm. But then, so and the, every they all got like recolored. But this line of them, line of uh, Master Grades, they take and put them back in their original colors, but with the extra designs from Endless Waltz. So this is uh, basically a Malibu Stacy with new hat situation we're talking about? <laughs> it's if you took her new hat and replaced it with her old hat. <laughs> <laughs> See, Tom, you know Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. That's but, a good one. Yeah. Can I just say, how great are Master Grades, though? Yeah, they're fucking good. I think I, uh, but... I, think I might have converted myself from High Grades to Master Grades. <laughs> Oh yeah, like I, I have a hard time going back to high grades, but let me tell you my real love, which is real grades. Th- that's where the money is, because I also built this is not a Gundam. It is an Evangelion Unit One. Tom, I gotta sh- I, I gotta shut you down. We cannot talk <laughs> no, no, about we... other anime on this mobile suit fundum show we can talk I feel about like we already had simpsons. this conversation last week <laughs> we can talk yeah. about simpsons movies <laughs> murder mystery podcasts but i draw the line at other Gilly. robot anime okay mr oh, okay i was gonna say other like okay mr sensu bean <laughs> <laughs> are there any <laughs> cyborgs or mech robots in, in yes. dragon ball z oh, there are cyborgs shit there's right. a- a- android <clears throat> Androids. Cyborgs. Well, they're, they're, cyborgs, they're cyborgs in the in like the original Japanese, but they got translated to androids because they mistranslated it. And <laughs> Team uh, Dragon Ball Z Bridge did a whole like bit on it. Yeah. So, well, technically, the Ava might be a cyborg because it's a human. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that was a. I really like the build of the. Real grade Ava because Gundam can get kind of formulaic. You have like the little V on the head. You have the skirting on all the Gundams because Gundams can't just have legs. They have to have like their metal like Roman like skirts. And this was since it's a more organic design, it was kind of like a whole new type of build that I that I'm used to. And that was just fun, and I love the look of the Ava unit one. So now he sits on my shelf between Goku and Vegeta. The little statues I have. That is super cool. And really, yeah. uh, as you know, as much as I tease you about it, I've got a couple motoroids coming in the mail. Uh, I think sometime in July. And... Well, you're not allowed to talk about those. <laughs> those aren't gonna... <laughs> yeah. All God right. damn it, Aaron. All there right, is one right. of those that I, I'm like eyeing up at my locals, though, that I just like haven't quite pulled the trigger because I don't know what the quality's like. And. Mm-hmm. It's like, am I paying $60 for a high grade, or am I getting something better? Well, I think I made one more thing in the interim. Our beloved RX-78-2 has been made into many, many, many a kit, and I decided to buy four different high grades of it, (laughs) of the same same one. Mm -hmm. Because that's what a sane person does, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. Yeah. They all look different, I, though. They do. They're all slightly different. Like, 
And so I'm going to be making one per episode now. Ooh. And I started with the Revive. So there was there's the Revive, the Beyond Global, the Origin, and the G40. Oh, man. Which, I want that yeah, G40 was, so badly. Yeah, it's like a $40 high grade. It's it's a $90 high grade here. Yeah. And I can't buy it anywhere except online. So then I've also got to pay for shipping. Mm. They had like two of them at my local hobby shop, my local nameless hobby shop. But that was a fun build. It was a very basic build. If you're looking for a good place to start with Gundam, I would do the high grade revive. Uh, you, it's also available at Target nowadays. So if you're in the United States, you can just hop on down to your local Target, and they have a whole Gundam section. Tom, you, they all, they all, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're saying I brand mean, names. <laughs> that's like four. Target will never fucking sponsor us. That's like four bleeps. <laughs> I got to do now, unless I say fuck Target. See, oh, I yeah. I the, might. W- like. The way to get a w- around it is to call it by its real name, Target. Target. <laughs> Your local Target. Yeah. That's spread to Australia? All right. That was a thing that started in Australia, buddy. Really? Almost definitely. All right. I believe it. You guys have nicknamed I've heard that since like the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying if they want a good entry point, it's a very easy. Everywhere has them. You could go to and generic just... d- department store with. Bullseye department store. There you go. <laughs> Because I know people, like, wonder, like, what's a good kit to, like, get into Yeah, Gundam? it's intimidating. Yeah. I would never have, I would never have touched this without the two of... Okay, I'm not going to... I yeah. would never have gotten into this hobby if the two of you hadn't guided me along. Because I took yeah. one look at the breadth and depth of, of what this is and went, nah, that's a lot. It, that's too much. It, it's very, like, confronting at first. Because it's like, oh my yeah. god... There's, like, I think I mentioned when when I first started, I just grabbed two kits, one of which was the Beyond Global, Tom. It's a very cool, it's a mm-hmm. very cool, fun kit, and it was my first Gundam. It looks fantastic. Um, That's my next one. It, the next time I build. Look, look forward to it, because it's fantastic. Um, so I got that, and just, like, some core Gundam thing. I'd kind of read about that. And then I put the core Gundam together and went, oh, this is tiny, and oh, I have to buy things for it. So, you know. I'm glad that I can be a resource for this wonderful hobby. Mm-hmm. I certainly appreciate it. I got one last thing, but I will save that for the email section. Ooh, spoilers or foreshadowing. Spoilers. Foreshadowing. Chekhov's email. Yeah. Michael has not seen the emails, so. I have not. Is... I, have, I have very intentionally not read it. I saw there was one from somebody we know, and I went... I am not reading that because I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, why don't we take a super quick break and we'll come back and we'll go over some uh, some episodes of, of Gundam. What does that sound? But Aaron, what have you been building? Uh, I specifically did this segue to distract you from the fact that I did not build anything. Uh... So thanks for that, Michael. That's okay. Hey, anime's pretty cool. Let's go yeah. do something else. Bye. Wait, you can't see me. You can't hear me wave. (laughs) 
All right, we are back to Mobile Suit Fundum. Michael's got the chills. It's very cold. Oh, it's yes, it's opposite land there in Australia, isn't it? Yep. All right. So uh, you can't hear start. me nodding, but I am nodding. You <laughs> <laughs> can feel it in my soul. So yeah, let's uh, just jump right into episode seven. Uh, Tom, why don't you just kind of give us a real quick, quick and dirty uh, plot point? Re- recap on rundown that. rundown plot uh, points yeah core fighter is the core fighters escape yeah episode seven good title yeah it tells you what happens mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah and their weird plan so we we see earth and while they're so we just had the garma stuff like they had a big fight and now their fly, white base is flying over Earth, and Earth almost looks post-apocalyptic. Yes. Well, like, half a population have been, has been killed, so you can... You kind of feel it. Like, Earth feels empty. They're, yes, they show, don't tell. You, you know, well, they, they tell in the intro every week, but they really show it here. Is like, mm-hmm. it doesn't look verdant. It doesn't look heavily populated. You know, it just kind of looks, yeah, almost alien. Yeah. And so we, we open on a shot of civ- there's a bunch of civilians in like a medical center on the and white base on right? on white base white, white base and they are complaining that they are now space immigrants and they are talking about how much they want to go back on land they just, that's all they want to do they want to like get off this fucking plane they've been on this plane for like three fucking days they just want to touch touch the earth yeah their patience is out there yeah yeah they're sick of being ignored and right away yes yes this is this episode yeah the the grumpy old old people who are being grumpy and old for no reason yes uh, the dub is very obvious the old the young like voice actors trying to do old people voices yes like yeah honey that's funny because in in the sub like the original japanese it's very obviously old people. Like, it, they just got huh. old voice actors. Yeah. Like, I could tell one of them, like, was Reed, who forces Piccolo. Thank you, Jessful Mongoose in the Discord, for po- pointing that out. Uh, Jessful, you now owe us um, $17 for using your name. We charge by the letter. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> you, you can put that in the mail. Speaking of, and I won't mention their name because I don't want to go out of it, you know, dox them on the internet. Um... But a, a listener mentioned to us about, or just in general, about uh, it, take a drink anytime you hear us say the word words children's show or kids show. <laughs> oh, now Michael, I, we don't want to kill anyone, yes, so yeah. please responsibly yes. know your limits. Don't ever hurt yourself on our account because yeah. we don't want to be mm-hmm. legally liable yeah. for that. No, take a drink of water. So- Drink, drink, drink responsibly. So, Amuro has come up. So they're trying to contact the main Federation force, and they can't because Manofsky particles. Yep. Yeah, they yeah, keep the, they keep talking about these like we're expected to know what they are. You guys like, don't. Have they? No. Uh, you've never heard. The, of please, the, please, Aaron. You've never heard please of these explain. particles before. Okay. So these um, came straight out of the uh, writer's brain and are used as okay. what is called um, plot. <laughs> oh, so it's a MacGuffin. Explain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or an anti-MacGuffin because they want to get away from it. Exactly. Of, yeah. 
so Amuro has come up with a plan to use a ca- the catapult on White Base to launch the core fighter away from the mounts, the evil particles. <laughs> and that's his plan. Do those particles he wants have, to go really fast? Do those particles have intent? <laughs> I, they're just in like a cloud of them in the Xeon. They, I don't know. Like Minoski particles are chaotic evil. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're the dark side of the force. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, so we see like what I've been kind of dubbing math screen in my head. Like, instead of just like a computer monitor, they just like click a button and all these fucking math equations just show up (laughs) on the math screen. So quick, consult the math screen. (laughs) The Xeon have them too. It's just, it's a powerful thing. So then, like, as after that, like, they tell continuing on the Amuro needs to eat train. Oh my like, yes. This was a they're always telling Amuro fucking eat Amuro. It's not you need to eat him. It won't be the first or last time we hear that sentiment in these episodes. Yes. Yeah. What is this show? Is this show like trying to be a mukbang? What's going on? <laughs> it's a proto mukbang. I mean, yeah, when did All right, let me hold on. Let me let me loudly Google, uh, when was the first mukbang? I don't know. Uh, continue, Tom. Okay, so then it we're told that the evacuees are rebelling because they want to touch, they want to be on Earth. And then Amuro doesn't get to eat anymore. No more food for Amuro. He is sickened and, and loses his appetite. But he does not care that they have also taken Fraubo hostage. He's like, she'll take care of herself. They're not going to do much. Yeah, it's her. weird because he, it seems like, does the right thing in focusing on, like, the existential threat. Because yeah. the internal threat doesn't seem like much of a threat. It's old people holding people hostage. What are they really going to do? They're not just like, going to start if killing people. Amara could just, like, fucking turn on Gundam and be like... Poke them and they die. (laughs) I just like, I get it, right? They don't want to be on the ship anymore. But yes, do they not understand that they're in enemy territory? And if they get let out of the ship, they die. Yeah, like I and by doing this, they're just putting not only themselves but everybody else in danger. They're just typical boomers. Welcome to this episode right. of Typical Boomers. I'm your uh, millennial host, Aaron, with a very nearly Zoomer, Michael. You're just very on the cusp. Nearly. Just and on the cusp. A, yes. Just yeah. right in the bullseye of millennial Tom. Uh, thanks for joining us. Guys, Boomers, right? Come on. Yeah. What's up? Right? Get with Please. it. <laughs> I mean, technically, Amaro is a Boomer. Yeah, he yeah, would be. Right? He was a teenager in the 70s? Well, no, he'd Wait, be no, like yeah, a super... he was from the future. Okay. Yeah, they're in the future, so he'd be like a super zoomer. He's like yeah. Gen CC. Yeah. The, yeah. There's right Gen Z right now, but you got to go through the alphabet again. Then you get back yeah. and you double it up. Is that how Excel works? Sure. Hi, yep. this, my name is Aaron. Welcome to uh, Excel Tips with uh, Aaron, Tom, and Michael. Uh, if you just want to get into how to use Excel for your business or maybe like some presentations, 
uh, or perhaps some... a, a Gundam wish list. Oh yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you might have a Gundam wish list you want to put together. You can just pop pictures in there, put hyperlinks. Just have a real nice and organized list that you can just reference whenever you want. Maybe you want to make a Christmas list for your kids, or not if they're Maybe little you want shits. To, like... Keep track of amiibo battles. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Maybe you want to have a... Who'd want to do that, though? Homeless people fight in the street for your pleasure and entertainment, and you want to track... All right. Uh, okay, this is getting... Toothless... This <laughs> is going too far, Aaron. <laughs> so, Char... <laughs> Tell me about Char. What, what were we talking about? Char He's learns cold. that the Gundam is a... Part of a module modular design. Finally, finally, we figured out what the fuck these things do. Like, what is a core yeah. Gundam? How does this shit work? We finally see it. I've been wondering. The core fighter, yeah, yeah. I've been wondering, like, what are they talking about? What does this mean? And now we see it. Thank God. Thank you. Yeah. So this like freaks Char out. Going like, I haven't been fighting. Like, it can get way worse than this. Yes, and then the more they learn, the more horrified they get. Yeah, so we cut back to Amaro. He's in the core fighter now, and he's going to launch himself so he can contact the main Federation force. Yes, he does this, and immediately fucking passes out. <laughs> yes, the, <laughs> the drawing of Amaro in that thing—he's just like limp and sideways, and it's so funny. It's a great. Guys, I want. I watched this episode and have zero recollection of this. It was a quick shot, but yeah, I, I like, want like the animation cell from this, and I want to put it in a frame and on my wall because it's beautiful. <laughs> so oh, I'm gonna have to out. find Gundam art now, aren't I? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's. I'm getting. Go onto our Instagram at Fundum Pod, and if you log in, you'll see plenty of ads for Gundam shit. Uh, Tom, you gotta now. We gotta pay ourselves for mentioning our own Instagram on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wait, we have to bleep wait, ourselves. To bleep it. <laughs> yeah. Bleep our own promotion. I'll give you a dollar. You give it to Michael. Michael, you give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Will we lose or gain money throughout that process with all the probably lose. currency exchange? Probably lose. Yeah, because once it gets to me, I like I get about seventy three cents. <laughs> wait, are we just dabbling in currency speculation, or we'd have the FBI kicking our doors in? <laughs> Let me tell you about Dogecoin. Uh, oh, so this God, is the no. last episode. <laughs> Gundam coin. Welcome to the podcast where Tom and Fundam Michael coin, and I yeah. uh, admit to federal crimes. <laughs> or as they call it, a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, was that a Street Fighter reference? For me, it was a That's Tuesday. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. Just agree with it, Tom. You were clever in your yeah, thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get through this episode for Christ's okay, sake. So, Char is in one of those fucking landing like re-entry capsules, and he is now chasing the core fighter because he saw it on radar. Yes. But Amaro is still passed out, and they also send like six fighters to attack Amaro. And then I don't. We didn't talk about Kai. Kai's the little gray-haired kid who's been like a shit like this entire time. Yeah, Kai is a dick. Just making little like snipey comments. Just yeah, like he's your a little worse like asshole friend. Yeah, he's a contrarian asshole. Like he'll point out any little flaw in a plan 
which isn't necessarily bad, but he'll do it in a shitty way. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bright finally punches him. Yes. And he gets his shit. He's like, pull your shit together. (laughs) Like, stop. We're in this together. What the fuck is wrong with you, Kai? And so Amuro at this point wakes back up. Is like, oh, shit. There's a bunch of fighters. He has to turn around, get back into Gundam. So the entire plan was just a complete failure. Like, utter failure. Yeah. How many times has it happened where Amuro does something without the Gundam, it immediately fails, and he runs back and gets the Gundam? Every episode, every one of these episodes? (laughs) They have this elaborate plan. It's all right. Next episode, he has the Gundam and still fails. (laughs) Spoilers. Yeah, but he doesn't want to get into Gundam. Like, he's sick of Gundam. But as soon as they mention that Char's out and Char has got gets in his Zaku, he is ready to go. Oh, he's got a hate he boner for Char. He wants that Gundam. Yeah. Or another kind of boner for Char. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, yeah. I mean um... that, ma- that mask. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he's freaking out because he will have to fight midair and Gundam doesn't have like flight capability so there's like you're gonna be free falling for a minute 20 <laughs> and you can you can just fight him right yeah she was about free fall she was incredibly casual about this insanely dangerous maneuver she wanted him to do like you know the Gundam can free fall for a minute 20 and then you know that might be enough time for you to fight like nine dudes and then still live yeah it's fine it's all right. Just the don't amount die. of shit they put on this kid's shoulders yeah. casually, and then just be like, "Well, what's your problem, Amaro? Like, fuck you." Yeah, and so it's like so. Shar and Amaro start fighting in midair, and Shar has my favorite line of the episode: "You shouldn't call this a free fall. I can barely move at all. <laughs> this isn't free." <laughs> oh, did they ape that for Toy Story? It's falling with style, probably. Yeah. And so during this whole big battle, the olds storm the bridge and are like, put us down on Earth now. We want to be on ground right now. Again, do they not understand that they are like, A, in enemy territory, B, in the middle of the fucking desert? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where are you going to go? As we established before, it's like a post-apocalypse down there. Yeah. They're just going to like find a vault and go live in the vault. <laughs> and then, so Char actually gets some pretty good hits in on Gundam at this point. And Amuro runs out of beam energy. And so Amuro just kind of goes back to white base. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he destroyed enough. Ends. He, well, he destroyed he, enough of he, the support. He killed, yeah, he killed fighters, like all six of them. Char was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm backing off. So it was just one of those things, yeah, yeah where... They had to end the episode quickly because it's a 22 minute kid show. <laughs> yep. And then they kind of just the old people are like after the fight, they're like, oh, we realize everything you're doing for us is good, but we still kind of want to go on the ground. So can we do that in the next episode, please? Well, yeah. And then Amaro like flips his shit on those old people. You know, he's like, you're a bunch of yeah. spoiled, like pretty much sounded like Michael. Like, what is wrong yeah. with you all? Like, I don't want to fight for you. As he should. Yes, that was like, completely deserved. It it just makes no sense. It really doesn't. It's like no. they just did that because 
plot. They needed a conflict right. in the plot. We need some more conflicts, right. Like, Cause, if it had been something maybe a little more reasonable over like, well, they do show this in a next, in episode nine, spoiler, whatever, but like, yeah, you know, like Amro gets a bunch of food and they get scraps. So like, maybe yeah. if that, meant, yeah. maybe if that had happened earlier and then we know that the people on board mm-hmm. are kind of not having a good time and it kind of builds up and then finally boils over but yeah this just comes out of nowhere but again yeah. they also take children hostage <laughs> yes they do yeah <laughs> yes. well they are nightmare children so yeah, yeah. well boomers get, are taking co- uh, us hostage so that's typical boomer <laughs> behavior yeah yeah <laughs> Giving us the participation trophies. We didn't want the participation trophies. Yeah. They're the ones who gave them to us. Boomers, come at me. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> and so that's the end of episode seven. They're just kind of flying off. They've been like, all right, we can, uh, we'll drop you off, I guess. Yeah, because then uh, let's just roll into eight, because I think eight is where they say like, hey, let's uh, ask for a quick truce so we can dump these civilians out in the desert because fuck them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So take us through episode eight, uh, Michael. What, what happens yeah. here? So episode eight is entitled "Winds of War." Oh. Uh, there is very little wind and very little war. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, um, what is it? what was it? So white base is now kind of like flying low beneath, beneath, in between some like. They're in a, a valley. Yeah, yeah, Valley, that's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> and for whatever reason... I think it's something... obscuring the enemy's like ability to track them because of those... Yeah, like, what were the particles what... called? Minofsky Minofsky? So that's yeah. what originally what they say, but then Shah's like, no, that's no, that's not what they're doing. It's something to do with Minofsky particles being hmm. too dangerous and they can't chase them down there because the Minofsky particles will get them... I don't know what a Minofsky particle is. They keep saying it like I'm supposed to know what it is, but I still don't know what it is. Explain yeah. your shit show. I, th- I, th- I think that's what it was. It was saying like they couldn't, it would block their radio signals so they couldn't track their the white base while they were See, that wh- low. See, what I got from it was that like it will literally like kill them or something. Interesting. I don't know. It yeah. was late when I was watching it last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the uh, most of the story and plot really isn't that important in this type of a show. Just, no, not you know, yet. Whatever anyway. gets you to the next awesome robot fight. Yeah, it's a children's show. Children's kid show. Kid show. Kid, kid show. show. Kid show. Show for kids. Strangely enough, show actually for kids? no. But even then, even these couple episodes, like, not a lot happens. But again, they like they they get into some they touch. Up. They touch on some stuff that yeah. maybe shouldn't be touched on in a kids show. Drink yeah, responsibly. Kid <laughs> Drink kids responsibly. Kid show. Kid show. Kid show. Kid show. Kid show. Show for children. Show. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I'm just trying to get everybody a little bit hammered. Um, yeah. Responsibly. <laughs> so, uh, White Base wants to let everybody off of the base. Uh, what's uh, Gamma and Shah can't get to them. So, White Base go, hey, we've got a bunch of refugees. They want off. How about we have a ceasefire and we'll let them off. You can escort them so we're not, you know we're not pulling any, like, dodgy shit. Yeah. But what they're are pulling you, some dodgy shit. What do you reckon? And they're like, okay, cool. 
We're both up to dodgy shit. We both know it, but like, <laughs> yeah. we'll agree we'll to ignore game, yeah. it for a bit. Let's play this chess game. Yeah. Uh, so, cut to Kai again, the uh, silver-haired little shit, um, blowing a hole in the side of their like carrier, little transport. Thing. Yeah, transport. Oh, and this this is the point where um, Kai redeemed himself a little bit for yes me. i was about to say the same yeah. thing go right ahead and tell tell everybody what awesome thing kai does yes so uh kai's blowing a hole in the thing and he's like hidden behind the thing so he does behind something so he doesn't get his head blown off and the three demonic monster children walk up to him and go like, why are you putting a hole in it? That's such a waste. And Kai turns to them and basically just... Michael, I, they, they, I, you did not do that justice. It was probably like <laughs> eight to ten times more annoying than how you just said it. Yeah. And there were three of them. So. Yes. Yeah, just being like, what are you doing? Stop doing it. Why are you doing that? That's such a waste. <laughs> and Kai just turns to them and goes, it's part of our plan. Fuck off. And they just like... <laughs> Quite literally, get blown away by by his screaming. It is brilliant. I favorite moment of that episode. Um, right. So then, Kai brings us the best part of this show so far, uh, and then we get into the, you know, they get everybody on board, flying off. The uh, the escort comes around. Check, he's kind of like checking them out from their from their plane thingy. Do they? Uh, is it shown what's inside that escort or inside that uh, cargo plane? I no, don't believe yeah, they yeah. show it yet. No. Yeah, because we see yeah. all the people piloting it, and there's what like four yeah. of them, five. Yeah. Of them. So th there's a couple yeah. of people mm -hmm. piloting it. There's the refugees, and there's uh, Kai's on there, Fraubo's on there, but. Yeah. Guess who else is on there and who is very intentionally trying to uh, not be seen is our boy Amaro. Yeah. I wonder what Amaro could be doing on, on this what thing. What possible reason would Amaro have to be on a ship? Who knows? <laughs> anyway, so things coming. So we find out their plan is the they've blown a hole in, in the side of this thing so that the 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 soldiers and everybody who are like not civilians can go out the back light some smoke grenade kind of things and make it look like the damage dealt by the zeon in in their fight has caused this what did we call it carrier pigeon that's not it transport what? transport i keep forgetting the word <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh, uh, hold on, Michael. They call big planes in Australia carrier pigeons, or sure. Okay, I don't know. Excellent. It's early. It's you. cold. Yeah. Aren't they doing this whole plan because like the Zeons are going to be surrounding them? It's basically an end around. Them. Yeah. So they want to put yeah. Amaro in the Gundam on the rear flank of the pursuers to kind of trap them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Lady and her kid yet. Oh, that's coming. We'll get, we'll get there. Oh, we, yeah, that's yeah. coming up next. Uh, and so they, they, they set off all this smoke. 
And then the guys in the escort report back to Shara and be like, hey, the the damage we've dealt to it is kind of like, it's smoking, what do we do? Uh, and Shara's like, hmm, this is a bit sus. He's a suspicious man. He trusts yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like, what's going on here, guys? Okay. And then... And then one of the rotors on the transport stops, and they're like, okay, no, it's never mind, it's fine. And then they crash land, uh, terrifying all the civilians inside, but whatever. They deserve um, it. Yeah. <laughs> they're all shitty. And they, uh, they kind of... Frau Bo, Kai, and, and one of the pilots go back up to white base. And so oh they yeah, all... they they literally jump out of the transport with jetpacks. Yeah, and they yeah. fly off. Um, yeah, and what is it, Amaro? And who's the pilot? Ryu. Ryu stay behind, and they literally duck down so yeah. they're not seen. Um, yeah, yeah. What's odd? Let's just talk about the lady and kid because like the whole group wants to go in one direction. And she wants to pretty much stay where they're at because she swears that this was the town that her husband grew up in. No, no. Yeah. So wants... they like kind of see some houses. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. And so the the group stays there, and then she wants to go to the town where her husband grew up, so she can raise a child there, whose name yeah. is Coley. <laughs> that's a. Great she named name. her child Coley. Holy Maybe it's a really popular name in the 2020Xs or whatever. Maybe people are just really nostalgic for Cole. <laughs> uh, her and Coley kind of like start walking off towards uh, St. Yeah. Agnes? Agnes? St. Angus? I don't know what it was Saint in Angus. English, so. Yeah, it, I think that's what it was. And the funniest thing about that is like, because I think there's one cutaway, and then it just comes right back, and suddenly they're falling down a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the hell he are just, you like, doing, lady? Shit. Yeah. She was just, like, walking on the edge of a cliff with her yeah, child. again. Like, just like shoehorn in some drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when they cut back to her, it's like they never fell off the cliff at all, and they're just walking normally. <laughs> Right, yeah, like, oh, wasn't that exciting? They almost fell down a cliff. Just kidding, no consequences. It's yeah. just ridiculous. So, um, Ryu and Amuro not being, like, they're not there, so they've kind of, like, started to, you know, release the Gundam. Yeah, they open and up then, the ship. Yeah, and so they're, like, the about, they're, like, about to open it, and then the escort comes back around, because oh, they yeah, because mm. they want to check on lady and kid because they yeah. are actually kind of yeah. decent dudes. Yeah, which is because... kind of an undercurrent for this show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And so they're talking yeah. about how like Shard doesn't get it, and Orgama doesn't get it. Like they're not family men. They right. Like, yeah, they just yeah. live for war. They don't have yeah, families like... and care about things other than exactly you know, their personal glory. Yeah. Gama grew up, you know, with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yes. Yada yada. Shard's yep. got no family. Like we got, let's go back and help help them. Like see if they're okay. And it's funny because like there's a little fun cutaway joke because like they see them in jetpacks heading back to white base, and Frabo <laughs> winks at him, 
<laughs> and the guy gets all like blushy and like falls over into the window. And it's like, oh my god, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Um, Ugh. yeah. So they they've like come back around, and as Ryu and Amuro notice this, they like whoop, nope, put it back in. Never mind, yeah. didn't happen. It was like Hide. slapstick. Yeah, like, quick slam it shut. Nope. <laughs> yep. Um, and so Amuro, of course, assumes the worst, thinking. Oh, they're like going after this woman now. Like they ceasefire is over, yeah. so they're like, get the Gundam out of there. And uh, keen listeners of this podcast and watchers of this episode might have picked up on a little something or other in this episode. In this specific spot, the sound effect used when the Gundam is like deploying. You might want to listen to the theme song here. Uh, that's all I'm Ooh. saying. You might have picked up on, might have noticed something. Ooh. That legally um, has been I changed even... enough to call it derivative and not a copyright violation. <laughs> yes, that one. Uh, I sampled it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, Transformative work. Yes. Welcome back to We Admit to Federal Crimes on podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Music should be free. Unless um, you want to pay me for it. Yes. In which case, give me all your money. Uh, and so Amuro and Ryu immediately assume the worst. Get the Gundam going. Yeah, chase let's go after. These, yeah, like let's go. Let's we gotta go. Uh, Amuro chases after them. Has the shot lined up. They launch a like what looks like a bomb. It comes mm-hmm. down and it's just supplies. They were like yeah. just trying to help this like woman and child. Yep. Make sure they're okay. And Amuro's like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, uh, <laughs> hide. Conveniently, there's a, a yeah. rocky crag that he can duck under. Exactly. <laughs> Let's, let me hide this, like, two-story fucking robot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so the, the fighter turns back around. Amuro's hiding, going like, please don't see me, please don't see me, please don't see me. And they're going off. And what do you know? Amuro, who's holding his gun up and looking <laughs> through the camera, it it shines in, it reflects off in the sun. Creates Which, a, like the, yeah, the giant a, it, metal robots reflective. It's, yeah, well, actually, it's another really cool little detail they pull from like real life warfare stuff because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, signal mirrors and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. there would be light discipline where you have to cover up anything shiny because. Anything reflecting sunlight will, you can spot that super easily from a plane. Mm-hmm. And this was actually in the episode seven, but I forgot to mention, like, on White Base, they have uh, ball turrets, like gun turrets, that look exactly like the ones on the yes. B-52. I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. And, so, and keep in mind, like, Star Wars came out two years before this. Also that, yes. Which was yeah. also heavily influenced by World War II films, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Certainly a theme. But yeah, so, and it makes sense that Amuro wouldn't know not to do that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he has no training, because he is a child. <laughs> he read an instruction manual, and now he's the savior of mankind. Yeah, yeah. I think this gets into episode nine, but he literally tells someone how much training and actual combat experience he has, and they're low numbers. Yeah, I think it was in on the core fighter in the last episode. Okay, yeah, they all blend together. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they like immediately notice this big shining light off in the off in the distance. Turn back around again yep. and go, "Oh shit! It's the Gundam." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Umro takes the shot. They crash. Uh, Shar and Gura go. Uh, they have stopped replying. What's going on? And oh. immediately go back into. All right, let's attacking time. Yep, mm-hmm. the fight is on. Yep. Um, it, it always happens around the midpoint of this episode. Weird. These episodes yeah. where it's like <laughs> build up, and then a big fight with the Zeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost every episode. Yeah. So they're all fighting, and honestly, I don't Every- really remember a ton about the fight part of this because it was getting very late when I was. I watching have well, the so. biggest thing is we get to see a new mobile suit. Yes, we get to see what? red boy shoulder cannons. Yeah, the gun. Cannon. Oh, the gun cannon. The gun cannon. Yeah. yeah, which I don't know if and it's an actual Gundam or if it's like a progenitor. I think it's technically a Gundam. You can buy kits of it. You can also buy kits of the gun yeah. tank. So. Okay, yeah, so those two both get released to, you know, kind of fend off an attack. Yeah, and Kai is in the gun cannon. Yes, yep. and he and is he crying is... like a little girl. Yep, he is yeah. freaking the fuck out. Just, yes. like, not, con- like, thinking about what he's doing, just, like, shooting willy-nilly, and then immediately yeah. runs out of ammo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, and then Amaro comes to save the day. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. There's some cool... Have... Oh, go ahead, Tom. I have Amuro just throws his shield at a yes. tank and it oh explodes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep, just throws Captain. the... Yeah. Again, just awesome, like, these awesome shots of things piercing stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're very good at metal, like, disintegrating yep. in this show. Like, throw, throws his shield into a Zaku and just, like, pierces right through. Yeah. And there's some very cool. really... There's some really awesome stylized um, sequences. So there's, like, that strobe light effect. Where you just see like mm-hmm. flashes of action, like obviously it's to save yeah. money, but it's effective. It looks super cool, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and then, all right, I'm just gonna put a bow on this episode, and we'll we'll call it done because Amaro literally commits a war crime. Uh, the last Zaku is is so scared, he yep. literally drops his weapons and runs. Yep. But Amaro is yep. like, "Nah, I'm gonna stab you in the back as you're fleeing." Yep. Weaponless. Murders a retreating soldier. <laughs> not, not that, that's frowned upon. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe this kid shouldn't be in war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Maybe before we do are a bad before idea. Before we do, like, put a, a bow on this one. Um, yeah. a frow bow for Hey-o. perhaps. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to touch on. So back on the at the wife and child. Uh, yeah, woman yeah. and child. Woman and child. So woman and child. we uh. We find we find them like they've gone and helped the two Zeon soldiers and are helping patch yeah. them up and mm-hmm. and like you know treating them like normal human beings and like you know yes and she's got a great line um, that kind of I I think this puts a bow on the episode of like yeah you guys fight and fight but you know all it's going to lead to is fathers and brothers and sons missing and. What are the women going to do without them? Type of thing. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, of... in the in the dub, it was uh, it's just going to result in more widows like me. Yeah. Oof. Which is like wow. Twist Oof. that knife. In the but, sub, yeah. sorry. You know. Right. Yeah. 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 
Oh, you, 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 you can't watch the dub. <laughs> I thought about it, but... Eh. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, but yeah. Sometimes. And then she finds out that the big patch of empty land she's standing on is St. Agnes. And it's and, gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the Zeon soldiers walk off into the distance and she goes back and that's the end of the episode, pretty much. Ends on a, a real positive upbeat. It's great. Mm-hmm. Children's show. <laughs> Children's show. Show yep. for kids. Uh, so yeah, so that leads us right into episode nine, Fly Gundam. Um, so this episode begins with uh, showing a ruined city. Um, you see some dogs howling. You see just twisted wreckage. Um, really just kind of more flavor of how half of humanity dying on earth would really leave a mark um yeah so yeah then you know then we get right into kind of the 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 core conflict of this episode is really just amaro struggling with basically everything everything that's been put on his shoulders everything he's had to see he's had to do um everyone's demands of him you know when amaro's in a his tank top he is not feeling good. Oh, yeah, we get that hot shot of Amaro in bed with his tank top on, just like, what's up? Um, and we get more more demands that he eat. Um, but, yeah, he's, yeah, he, yes. Frabo, she's making rounds and, and comes to him and says, hey, it's time to eat. And he's laying on bed and his, his wife beater just, you know, bummed out. And basically she gets out of him that he's like, you know, I can't sleep. You know, and basically he describes having PTSD, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um and then he's kind of so he's beginning paranoid too because he's like we're just a diversion for the federation. Like they're yeah. just buying time with us and having us toying with the Zeon so that they can finish more Gundams and and turn this war and you know, it's we're just I'm doing all this for nothing, just, you know, to buy them time and Yeah, so uh speaking of the federation, uh we get a message from Defense HQ um finally they're finally in contact with them and uh basically it seems to confirm what amaro is suspicious of because they kind of tell him to break through the enemy's lines and kind of engage them um which is surprising for you know the commander and all of them because they're like you know we're real low on ammo and just like one ship on our own right um yeah so yeah that i think to me that says that amaro is probably right but we'll see as we get further in the show if, mm-hmm. if that's, you know, something that is. Uh, one <laughs> one note I've got uh, in here, and this just might be the fact that they're little monster children and drawn weird, but is that little girl missing an arm? I don't think so. Okay, because the three of them run up to... I haven't to, noticed that. Yeah, they run up to Amaro and hand him a tomato because they like him. It's <laughs> just a raw yeah, tomato. Yeah, a raw tomato. It's yeah, just and then what she can he eats it like an apple. Yeah, uh, but yep. I th- it is technically fruit, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, that guy Maybe. had coffee beans in his pocket, so it was like fresh food, like super rare, probably. Yeah, Maybe on a ship. Yeah, because mm. Kai was definitely making fun of the chef earlier. Well, yeah, because that's because that's, yeah. this is the stuff we were alluding to earlier that shows that like stuff or the conditions on the ship aren't that great because Kai is mad that. You know why does Amaro get more food and and all this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, because he sees combat. Yeah, he doesn't right. even want he, it. Well, because he sees combat, yeah, yeah. we need him in top form. Like he matters Shouldn't more. Should Kai get it too? Then 
because Kai is the gun cannon pilot? I I, I don't honestly I <laughs> plot. <laughs> oh, something that I really I really just need to mention about last episode when Kai just like sneaks up on a Zagu and pushes him oh, off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like. I, at the very I'm least, I can do get that. This linear, Michael. You're spoiling all my good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Continue. This ain't no Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, movie. we're not Tarantinoing this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and you know the, the the situation is brought to Amaro by the captain. What's the captain's name? Bright or Reed? It is Bright. Bright. Yeah. So Bright comes in basically to tell Amaro like mission time, boyo, and he's not having it. He's like, "Fuck you, I'm not doing it." And, yep, I'm done. Which, you know, works out in their favor because they send a patrol out without him with just two little uh, fighters, and mm. that tactic to Shar when he sees them makes him believe that, oh, White Base is in bad shape because they're just sending out a little patrol of two fighters so that they can keep themselves far away from us and safe. So they plan a whole attack based on that fact. Um, and when those fighters kind of see them, they book it back to white base and there's this cool little additional detail, another like real world military thing. Cause like in the real world on a aircraft carrier, there are these things called arresting wires that catch a hook on fighter jets so that they can stop mm-hmm. in time. And they have those on white base, but it's the reverse so it's underneath the belly of White Base, and there's a hook on top of the jets that are, that catch them, which that's just cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's just super yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, so, <laughs> so then we get to uh, the human on human violence of this episode, and <laughs> Bright. Oh yeah. So like, basically, Amaro is like showing every sign of being emotionally wrecked having PTSD, needing probably a lot of medical and therapeutic help. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. They just call him a spoiled brat, coward, not a man. Just everything you can call him. And then Bright slaps him in the face like hard. It leaves a bruise. Twice. Yeah. 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 So like twice. twice. And then like, let me just get through this sequence because it's funny. Because like there's a battle going on out there. Garma is doing it himself. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show how awesome I am. I got this. Shar, you stay mm-hmm. back here. Only come and help me if I call you on the radio, okay? Like, I got this. And Shar, being the devious little bastard that he is. Little sneak fuck. Yeah, he's like, okay, sure. You go out there and prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get that. And then we smash cut back to Amaro and Bright. And he's slapping him again. <laughs> Just wailing on him it's like not even my dad hit me. <laughs> yeah he says that line yeah, like, not even my oh, dad hit me. <laughs> just like fucking physically and mentally abusing this kid so he will go fight your war yeah and he's like i'll never pilot for you guys again i'm done yeah and then i hate the federation and frabo is there and calls him pathetic um and just then like no as, fucking sympathy yeah and as bright is leaving he's like again Amro's got a hate boner for Shar because Bright challenges yeah. Amro. He's like, you know, I thought you could have been better than Shar, and Amro just immediately is like, wait, what? You thought I like could yeah. be good? Like, oh, I want to. 
Let me pile it. I want to be good like Char. <laughs> yeah. I want to be Char. Yeah. And I think kind of the final like tipping point for him is like uh, Frabo is like, again, saying like you're a giant sissy and, a, you know, toxic masculinity and saying you're not a real man. But then she's like, I'll just, you know, there's the instruction manual. I'll pilot the Gundam. Which, oh, yeah. 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 Which is, you know, probably an obvious ploy by her. Amor is like, you will not be yeah. able to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. again, Didn't they, uh, why wouldn't she be well, able yeah, to? self-learning. Yeah. The Gundam's got an AI that yeah, fights right. for you. And also she said, like, he's not a real man. <laughs> she literally says that I, to his I face. Hate, I fucking hate that shit. That yeah. is some 1970s sexist ass shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Different time, folks. Different time. Mm-hmm. Got a kind of... Kids yeah. show. Kids show. Kids show for kids. Yeah. Kids, kids, kids. Yeah. And then Amaro says to himself, it's tough, but I guess I'm a man after all. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then he's got a new tactic he wants to try because the Gundam is a ground-based thing when on a planet, and there are lots yeah. and lots of fighters around. So uh, he has the genius idea. I mean, it is genius because it works, but he's got the idea that I'm just going to jump. I'm going to jump real high and fight these fighters in the air, which it works. takes them completely by surprise because I bet their Zaku's probably can't jump like that. So they've never seen no. a Gundam do Ooh. that. Um, Zaku's are thick. Yeah. They can't jump like that. <laughs> yeah, they got them <laughs> thick boy legs. I think Zaku's have some like very basic yeah. like rocket pack things that can kind of like make them yeah. jump a bit. You know, but that's yeah. it. They, they can't Superman jump. You know, don't tell no. me if I'm right or wrong. Let's not spoil. But, like, to me, reading this kind of whole situation through nine episodes, it seems like the Principality of Zeon rushed into building their Zaku so that they could be first to have a weapon like this. And that's how they got straight back to Earth. That's how half of humanity is wiped out. And the Federation took mm. their time. And, you know, saw that concept and took it to its next evolutionary step. That's a prediction. Don't tell me if I'm right or wrong. No reaction. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I don't either because okay. I haven't seen this shit. All right, cool. So uh, we'll follow that away. And if I'm right, um, you both owe me $200. And if I'm wrong, uh, I owe uh-huh. you a kiss on the lips. Okay. So then. <laughs> you got to Someone to email us in episode 300 or whatever the fuck we are at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll never remember this. Okay, so back to the episode. Yeah. Uh, sky fighting happens. It's, it's cool. He's got the beam rifle. He's doing the... Uh, what's the head machine gun called again? The Vulcan cannon. The, the Vulcan, Vulcan cannon. cannon. Down in ships. Awesome thing he does. He kicks a plane out of the sky. That's oh, yeah. fucking rad. so cool. Yeah. Um, and then he goes after Garma. Some, I swear... In this episode, someone calls him Dharma. Like, someone has a D, not a G in front of that. Um, but yeah, he goes after, he recognizes, like, oh, that's like a captain's ship, or that's someone important. Goes after him, slices Garma's plane wing off, um, and then is continuing to pursue him. And Char, the whole time, is watching this, has radio contact with, with Garma, and kind of sees that oh maybe he doesn't have quite the best tactic going on but plays it off like well we said we would only help him if he radioed we don't want to hurt this man's pride so he'll ask for help if he needs it 
totally. Doesn't Char like unplug the radio? Well, you're spoiling yeah, the end of the episode because goddamn it, Tom, let it build. I up. noticed it beforehand. <laughs> he, he like unplugged something. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just yeah jump right to that and yeah. say like Garma gets back questioning like what the hell, and he gives him that explanation, and really strokes his ego is like, well, you you know, you said you wanted help if you only asked for it. And then he finds like dirt in the in the in the plug of his radio. So he's gonna apparently kill his engineer over that one. <laughs> but yeah, um I kinda get the impression from Shah that he's kinda he's in it for the the cause and less so the people behind it. Right. I just think he doesn't like. like I get the yeah. feeling. Yeah, I get the feel because I know Gama's like ro- royal family kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. important, and I get the feeling Shah's like. I'm here for the, the separation from. I want to. I want to win the this war. Earth right. Federation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want you guys in charge. Yeah. That's the impression I get. I think else he just he doesn't like Garma. Yeah. Mm. Like, who would like a guy who just, like, comes into people sh- showering? <laughs> right. <laughs> we, that, what? No, we're not talking about that again. All right, so. <laughs> no, we're not ending the episode prematurely. <laughs> nope. Um, so, yeah, there was a, you know, in his pursuit of Garma, there was a ship hidden in cloud cover, and it turns out it's a Federation ship. Um, and Amaro kind of saves the day by, by doing that, by finding that ship. And it turns out that there's a general, General Rebel, uh, who mm. ordered the ship to, to White Base, or, yeah, ordered them to find White Base and kind of get orders to them, I think, is what she had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. kind of Lieutenant Matilda. Yes. So I wrote this down because uh, I wanted to get it perfectly. Because I think this is the first time there's ever been narration in this show. and Besides the opening. Well, besides the opening. But in the show itself. So I'm just going to read this verbatim. This is the first time uh, Uh, that Amory... Don't don't spoil it, because I'm going to read it verbatim. Let let, let him have his moment. All right, we're going to do our... our, I'm going to imitate the voice that's done in the show. Uh, So you just get a sense of what the fuck I experienced watching this episode and kind of set their (laughs) slack-jawed. So... So, uh, you know, Matilda comes on to the white base. They talk, blah, blah, blah. She leaves and you just see like shimmery light behind her and she's standing in an elevator and Amro staring at her. And the narrator then goes, Matilda departs, yet a slight fragrance lingers in the air. For Amro, this is the first time he's noticed the charms of a woman. The fuck? <laughs> the fuck is that? Like... He hit in the puberty. Sub, it's <laughs> in the sub. It's this is the first time he's noticed the fragrance. Oh of boy! A woman, or like experienced boy. the fragrance oh of a God. woman. <laughs> yeah, kids show. That, she mm-hmm. Matilda has. Like yeah, the, this is Amory. Like, yeah. Oh, cute yeah. girl. Does it ever say how old he is? I think he's like I think he's like yeah, 15, okay. 16. average anime protagonist age. All right, okay, so yeah. eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but matilda has like the reddest red hair yeah and, and she's cool she says a yeah she says a line that i think is foreshadowing i which is 
hey, you're so good, you might be like psychic or something. Yeah. That was a weird, just out of nowhere kind of thing to say. And how did yeah. she know? Had she seen him fight a lot? Or did she just kind of hear about his, his adventures? I just, I know some vague gentleness about the youth, the universal timeline, universal century. Yeah. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> okay. Because I see it on boxes. Nice. All right. I think that wraps up our uh, episode recap, unless you guys have anything else you want to yeah. say about episode nine. We're, we're kind of... Amaro is 15. Okay. okay. Excellent. We're so, kind of yeah. where we uh, left them last time, like yep. in Zeon territory and trying to escape. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So kind of nothing happened and things did. Anime. Mm-hmm. Char- character development happened. Yeah, that's true. We did get character development. Yeah. Can't say. Despite the fact that not a ton happened, like, plot-wise. I, I really quite enjoyed these yeah, three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still liking this show a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We are 20% of the way done. A little over 20% of the way done. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. With this one series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so... We'll get to Shell's counterattack eventually. <laughs> 2024. Yeah, eventually. You can't see it, but Michael's crying. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to console Michael, you can send him an email at mobilesuitfundum at gmail.com. Got it right this time. Uh, hey! Yeah, right? And we actually have emails from listeners, boys. Speaking yeah, we of... we have emails. Do I need to write an... Do I have to write an email theme song uh, now? If you want to. If you want you to. You can get it done before I have this thing edited. Email Gundam, Gundam email, yeah, go! That's not there it. You go, there I'm go. not using that. Alright, so... Uh, <laughs> Tom, why don't you take this first email we got? Uh, from Anton? From Anton. Alrighty. It starts with, hey guys, hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you, Anton. I have listened all the way back since episode one and have really enjoyed it. What a loyal fan. <laughs> <laughs> all two of we, our episodes. Uh, we, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he asked, what is uh, each of your white whale of gunplug kits if money were no object? While usually... Well, not the usual Bandai, I've been very interested in the Motoroid Ed 209 kit. Cheers, keep up the work, or keep up the good work. Cheers, Anton. Thank you for that email, Anton. Uh, Tom, why don't you answer this first, because I need to think about it. Uh, because I, I kind of bought the kit already. Oh. Well, I mean, that's an answer. Uh, yeah, um, so I said once we made our first dollar on this podcast... That I would buy the RX-78 II Perfect Grade Unleashed, which is a, like, $250 kit. And I bought it with my money. or Way more for Michael, but for... Yeah, it's like $500 <laughs> plus. I saw one on Facebook Marketplace for 580 yesterday. Yeah, I'm getting it direct from Japan, so I think... It's a little cheaper. Like I could buy it from Amazon for like four hundred, but I'm gonna. Oh. I have plenty of kits to keep me occupied during the months it comes to me because it's back ordered right now. It's a very popular kit. I've seen it on anonymous YouTubers' best of 2020 list. Ah. I'm excited to finally try a perfect grade. 
I hope it fits in my shelf. But that is my white whale that I have captured now. There you go. That I have harpooned. Yeah. It did not break my ship. Excellent. <laughs> so I think for me, I'm looking at my um uh, my uh, spreadsheet here that we I vaguely alluded to earlier. Oh, is that a sp- of my Gundam wishlist. Is that a spreadsheet list. made in Excel uh, where you can add hyperlinks? No, it's made in Google. Oh. It's made in Google okay, Sheets. Well, never mind then. Google Sheets? <laughs> but it, it does have hyperlinks. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Are there also images that you can embed right into that sheet? Uh, there are no uh, images, but excellent. I could. Um, but it is color-coded. Ooh. Oh, that's wonderful. Tell me about yeah. uh, how you decided to choose the colors for your color coding. Uh, I just picked them at random. The best way, and then I like made them less. Um, I made I made them vaguely readable. <laughs> um, so I think for me, you know, I've got like these two, like two of the best master grades they've ever you made do. now. So it's not yeah. those. Um, for me, I think it's probably, and I mentioned it earlier. The it's one of two i reckon it's either the the high grade turn a gundam which from turn a gundam the mustache one with the cockpit because it's literally a cockpit (laughs) wow Wow. yeah the cockpit is in the crotch uh (laughs) the the pilot hole is in the crotch bringing back the pilot hole bringing it back that's a callback folks um (laughs) anton will get that yeah (laughs) More likely, again, what I mentioned earlier, it's the high-grade G40 Gundam, which was like a a thing they did for the 40th anniversary a couple years ago. Last year, Two maybe? years ago. I can't remember. Sem- Gundam 79. Oh, yeah. oh, right, of course. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, I just... It was out of stock when I got into the hobby. Uh, it's recently come back in lately at a few places, but I just can't bring myself to spend $90 on a high grade yeah. that is, like, not Kshatriya or, like, something really big. Um, Ksh- Speaking of, Kshatriya's one, I had the chance to get it, but I got the Sazabi instead, and then when I went back to get the Kshatriya, it was out of stock at <laughs> my locals, so... Excellent. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah, I reckon that's... Yeah. Aaron, do you have one? I do... I mean that Ed two oh nine kit is very cool. Robocop is a great movie. Yeah. Um I've not seen it's it, but I add it to the list. I would buy that for at least I a realized dollar. that yeah. when I when I found that kit online, I realized that the the Harmontown bit where he's like the where he's Ed two oh nine is a reference to Robocop. Yes, absolutely. Uh the other kit that I would probably want, um one that exists is the Metal Gear Rex. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yes, yes. that's a fucking yeah. great kit. Um, and then one that doesn't exist, but I desperately wish would, is Johnny Five from the 1980, I think, four movie Short Circuit. That would be mm-hmm. fucking rad. Johnny That'd be awesome. awesome. He's not yeah, alive. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen that movie, Michael? Not for I'm a long so time. So proud of you. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I haven't seen it. <gasps> really? We got we got we yeah. got movies to watch, boys. Yeah. I, I I know I've told you about this one, and it's probably not your white whale, but what about that uh that Millennium Falcon oh, perfect grade? Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. You know, as coming from someone who owned that gigantic, almost 8,000-piece Lego Millennium Falcon. Jesus. As much as I would want that, I don't because of the size of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Apartment living is yeah. not great for Gundam collecting sometimes. And now you're making me rack my brain because now I want, like, the Enterprise D. Ooh. Yeah, give me that. We can't. We got to stop. We got to move on. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Email Moving two. on. We yes. have another email. Uh, yeah. This one comes from a good friend of ours, Geese Peep. Geese Peep. Maybe their birth name. Maybe a screen name. Who's to say? I'll, I won't tell you. Try and make me. Not doing it. Uh, she's got a real simple question that will probably lead to violence. Uh, Geese Peep asked, are, are Lego sets technically Gunpla? No. Maybe. They are Lego. They are Lego. You cannot, they have no articulation. Besides maybe like a bit. Well, that's not well, entirely like, it's like true. Bionicle. I was just going to ruin your guys' lives on, with no. saying Bionicle. Bionicle, uh, man, maybe Bionicle's technically Maybe, are. right? Yeah. It blurs the line I would, a I would, yeah. Michael yeah, is leaving. I would leaving. say Bionicle. Yeah, the technics. I'm not leaving. I'm grabbing something. Michael has returned. Ooh. Ooh. You say there's no articulation, but here is my one Lego set that I own. This is the, um, this is Kylo Ren's TIE Fighter from Ooh. that one movie that nobody liked, but I <laughs> thought it was all right. Um, and like, you see, it articulates a yeah. bit, yeah. you know. You can move the it's posable. Put it into yeah. fighting mode. Yeah, it comes bang bang. He has a sword. It's also he has a laser sword. Kylo Ren has a laser sword, just like mm-hmm. most of the Gundams have laser swords. Yep. Yeah, you could make the argument. You know, it's sh- it's it's got little missiles that you can shoot. That I lost one of. It's somewhere yeah. in this room, but I don't I mean, know where. You'd, you'd be wrong in that argument, but you could make it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think we've come up with. Maybe Bionicle. Maybe Bionicle. Yeah. I, but there's no little... Bionicle's a, a gunpla adjacent. Yes. Yeah. If not first cousins. The, there's no little man inside of Bionicle. Yes, there's not. But the the little man become Like, there's a little version of them, and they become Bionicle. Yes. It's been a very long time since I've gone to Bionicle lore. That's very... Bionicle's a cool one. Yeah. That's... Uh... All right, Bionicle podcast, let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You've reached my limit. That's the one I won't do. <laughs> Katanui? Was that what it was? Ma- the Legend of Martin Nui. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Martin Nui. Nope. That's what nope. it was. Shut it down. We're done. Okay. I watched a YouTube so, video. Right. Let me tell you 30 minutes of. <laughs> to Mobile Suit Fundum. Uh, you can find our podcast at mobilesuitfundum.com. We are uh, on Anchor. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts and a few other places. Where all good podcasts can yes. be found. You can uh, email us questions, comments, gripes, snipes you can uh, at mobile. Rate suit. us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, you should probably do that. You know, only, I, I hear people saying that oh, a lot. Rate only us. if you okay. do five stars. <laughs> like, <laughs> only, don't rate us. You can rate our Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Twitch. Do we have a Twitch? You, you go right ahead and find me. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rate us on Apple Podcasts if you want. Only if you're going to do five stars. If not, five then stars, just don't. please. How yeah. dare you? Anything else? And you're not a listener anymore. Yep. We're blackmailing you from it, or blackballing <laughs> you from the. Support us on 
not Patreon because we don't have on that Anchor? on Anchor. Anchor FM. On Anchor, yeah. which Mobile Suit Fundam will take you. Yeah, yeah. You, the race to the third bronze. Bronze is still pretty That's impressive. Very true. Bronze are usually more happy than silver. Sorry, Robert. Um, yeah. Enable our model buy-in. Get your name set on this podcast. Uh-huh. Get the cloud. Yeah. Chase the cloud. Be cool. Be like Anton and Stephanie. Exactly. Yeah. They are now yeah. cool. Or no, 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 no. Wait, sorry. Paid. Anton did not. Oh. Anton's not. No, but he did Rob. get his name set yes. on the podcast. It's a Rob. Rob. Rob and Stephanie. Rob and Stephanie. Stephanie and Rob. Get the right order. Stephanie and Rob. Gotta get the right order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you could probably just skip that entirely and just buy me Gundam. <laughs> I've sent you my address. Just get a P.O. box. Yeah. yeah. I hear Austra- Australian like... shipping is very cheap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't cost like 10 bucks to have something sent over from the city over just you know, in country. I wanted to buy a soldering iron. It was going to cost me 10 bucks just to have it shipped Damn. from Sydney. Good Lord. You guys need Amazon, anyway. but you don't need Amazon. You do. Well, we have Amazon. You know, yeah. it's so cheap to ship things on a boat. What is it about Australia that makes it so expensive? It's because it's a big old desert. I suppose. That makes sense. You yeah. literally have tractor trailer trucks that are like, 14 cars long don't you damn mm-hmm. australia really just is mad max as a country isn't it mm-hmm. you know, yeah like, do you guys not have those uh like, no the, the big long trains no the most we, we have, have trains. is like two and they're not yeah. they're just wow. a little bit longer than a normal tractor trailer wow so. there you go mm-hmm. no like we have like big ones yeah. damn before they installed all the uh infrastructure that just goes over the top sometimes you'd get caught caught at them while you just sat there for half an hour as they went past at like the slowest (laughs) speed possible and then the king of australia decided that wasn't right so he got right on that no i wasn't having any of that i'm just like sort your shit out australia i really as the king i should really do something about our prime minister but you know michael's michael say outro music outro music (laughs) bye I was going to use this as a cold open until you said that. (laughs) (laughs) No cold opens today, boy. Nope, apparently not. We're going in... No, a cold open would be. We're going in prepared. Yes. We're going in lubed. (laughs) Hard and fast. (laughs) Going in wet and ready.